Welcome to the Dogwood Podcast, a presentation of Dogwood Church. For more information, visit dogwood.church. Join us now as Pastor Keith shares today's message. Good morning, everybody. Great to see you here. And uh, here's what I'd like for you to do. Take your bulletin, open to the uh, backside, inside flap. There's a note sheet there. You can tear that off to hang on to and uh, place in your uh, Bible. I'm going to be looking at several verses this morning, so uh, you can note those and, and soak in those uh, on your own as as well. Uh, we are in our 30th year uh, as a church, and we're taking this entire year to celebrate that. Uh, we don't want to uh, shoot past it. We want to do what God says, look back at His faithful activity, um, and uh, have our faith strengthened and uh, celebrate that. Uh, listen to Him for the present. Take a faith-filled look at the future. And that, that uh, involves reminding ourselves why God put us here on the planet 30 years ago, why He planted this church, why He brought this local congregation into being. So from time to time, I'm going to take a standalone Sunday and go back and remind us of, of some lessons. And this is one of those. Uh, for some of you who've been around here for 30 years, uh, you may could stand up and give this talk. For some of you who've just been here 30 minutes, this will be the first time you've heard it. No matter where you are on this continuum, uh, my prayer is that this will be a great either aha moment or an awakening reminder to say, oh yes, this is what we're about. This is why God placed us here. This is how we go about it. And uh, that you'll help keep us on course uh, to be all that God wants us to be. Because remember the Lord said in our study in the Sermon on the Mount a few months back that, that we, His people, He called us the salt of the earth and the light of the world, meaning that He put us here and that He, by His Spirit, indwelling His people, is the hope of the world. Uh, to, uh, for the, to, to bless people and accomplish His purposes. And uh, so uh, there's a lot at stake here. So I'm asking you to, to join in. Uh, as, I, as I read through the Scriptures, I find that, that God frequently uh, describes His church in, in terms of metaphors. And one of his, one of the favorite metaphors of the Apostle Paul, inspired by God's Spirit, to describe the church was like a body. It's called the body of Christ, and and um, uh, this church is, according to God, like a body. Uh, and let's think about your body for a moment. What your body is made up of systems, several systems. And uh, you have a skeletal system, you have a circulatory system, you have a central nervous system, you have a digestive system, you have a respiratory uh, system. You have many systems. And any time one or more of these systems uh, gets out of balance for whatever reason, for whatever reason, uh, we, we find ourselves in a state of dis-ease. We are not at ease, we call it disease. And so our caregivers, our, our doctors, go to work on our bodies and need to try to remove the, uh, the, the thing that has attacked our body or surgery or what it, all of the methods to try to get that system back in proper balance, back in proper functioning order. Uh, and when everything is working right, all of those systems are in right balance and working order, we call that health. 
and our body grows and it operates the way it should. It gets the job done. Uh, we're able to, to uh, uh, live life fully through our bodies. Well, just so the body of Christ or a local church, uh, there are systems. And we find these in the Scriptures. Uh, there's a worship system. There's a, uh, a, a fellowship system. There's a discipleship system. There's a ministry system. There's a, uh, an evangelism or mission system. Or the way we say it around here, we use these words a lot. There's a, there's a worship ministry system. There's a belong uh, system, a belong to Jesus and belong to His church system. There's a grow system, a spiritual growth system. There's a, a serve in ministry system. There's a life on mission or an evangelism or a share system. These are Bible-based systems. Let me remind you that, that um, in our faith statement, as well as in our core values, our, the very first article in both uh, relates to the, what we believe about the Bible. We believe the Bible is the final authority on all spiritual matters. It's the final say-so from God as to what we are to believe, what is true, what we are to believe, how we are to live, and when it comes to our church, how we are to conduct the life and ministry of our church. And so what, you have, what you're experiencing here this morning is, is the result of a 30-year journey of, of as best we can examining, crawling through God's Word in the Scriptures to see what the Lord Jesus said and did and inspired other writers to write about how, what the church is why we are here, how we're to go about accomplishing the purposes that He placed uh, in, in, uh, in our hands. And that includes these, this, this functioning of the body of Christ. And so these systems we have are based on the Bible. And we've discovered that when we have them in proper balance, our church is healthy. Our church is is healthy. It produces a healthy dogwood church that grows in number and health, in, in more Christ followers and in better Christ followers, in quantity and in quality of disciples of Christ. And we believe that every local church on the planet is to be directed by these purposes of God as He expressed them in and revealed them in the Bible. Sometimes you'll hear us refer uh, to our church is a purpose-driven church. And what we mean by that is we are, we are driven by the purposes of God as expressed to us in His Word in the Bible. We want to, we exist for His purposes. We don't get to decide that. We don't get to pick our mission. We don't need to get to pick our, uh, our, our, our purpose, our reason for existence. We, he spells it out for us. We exist to accomplish His purposes as revealed in the scriptures, and we are driven by the will and the ways of God as revealed in the scriptures. Now, here's one of the things that I've learned over these 30 years of doing this that the, the purposes that God has for a church like ours, He has for us as individuals. They're the same. They're the same. I mean, this is what we have in common. There's some things we have in common with every believer. Are you unique? Yes. There's never been anybody just like you. And uh, God created you unique. 
He has uh, some special things for you that will be unique only to you, some plans for you. He's gifted you. He's shaped you. But you also have much in common with every other Christian. And these big five purposes you have in common. I have in common. And uh, as we discover those and live those out, we will find that life becomes more meaningful and purpose-filled for you and, and, uh, and for me. So it's critical for your own well-being as well as the well-being and the mission of our church that you understand these purposes and so that you press in and intentionally keep us on track. Keep us on track. See, the stakes are sky high for people for in this church and in this community and in this world. Uh, and God put His people here and His churches here to, um, to enrich the lives of people, to make life better here and to increase the size of heaven. And uh, we're, we're about that. So it's critical that you help me own these things as a church uh, so that we don't drift. Every organization has this gravitational pull to leave its mission, its purpose, the reason God created it. Families tend to drift off base. Businesses, all organizations, including congregations. So I'm asking you, you might be right now saying, this is the most boring talk I've ever heard. Okay, it probably is. But, so, so, but if it is, even if it is, I'm asking you to tune in and take responsibility to help us get this done. Because a lot depends upon this. Listen to this, Proverbs 19.21 on the screen. Scriptures say, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. His purpose prevails. Jesus said this in Matthew 16.18, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, He meant that we are. He put us here to indwell us and as individual Christians and as a church to push back the gates of hell, to dispel the darkness, to stamp out spiritual darkness, reconcile people to God. That's what I mean. We, we are, the stakes are sky high. Now notice here Jesus said, I will build my church. A church is something that must be built. There's some work involved here. And so the first step in keeping Dogwood Church healthy and growing is to make sure that we are aligned with God's purposes, His will and His ways. And so we're going back this morning and remind ourselves, for some of you this will be the first time you've heard this, here's why we exist, here's what we do, here's how we do it, here's where you get involved and make it happen. So... Here we go. Let's, let's clearly define these purposes because God has said in His Word that He wants His churches to be united, united in thought and purpose. Take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Let there be real harmony so that there won't be splits in the church. I plead with you to be of one mind, united in thought and purpose, united in your beliefs about the faith, and your purpose for existence. That's why we're drilling down on this once again today. In Proverbs 29, 18, God says this, where there is no vision, again, I want you to be clear on the vision that God's given us. Where there is no vision, the people perish. It, that, that word means 
that the people are unrestrained. It means like there are no fences. People, we're just all over the place. That's what that means. And so we want to be clear. And so we're not all over the place, but we are right on God's purposes. Where there is no vision, the people perish. What I've discovered over 45 plus years of ministry is where there is no vision, people go to another parish. And, and so, um, so let, let's, let's jump in. Let's jump in here. Now, what's the biblical foundation for the purposes of the church? Found in two, there's other places, but summed up in two key passages of Scripture. First, we call the Great Commandment. Second, the Great Commission. Look at the Great Commandment beginning in Matthew 22. And uh, why don't you read this out loud with me? Take a deep breath. Here we go. He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets depend on these two commands. The great commandment. Love God, love people. Love God, love people. All of the Christian faith is summed up in these two commands. And the second passage uh, from which we find the purposes for our, our church. And by the way, I, let me remind you, purposes for you is the Great Commission, Matthew 28, beginning in verse 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Now, in these two passages of Scripture, we find five big purposes for the church and for you. Here they are. First of all, jot this down. We find love the Lord your God. That's the purpose of worship. Any, so what is worship? It's any time you're expressing your love to the Lord Jesus or you are submitting yourself to His authority. That's worship. Anytime you find yourself expressing love for God or submission of your will and ways to God, those are acts of worship. Those are acts of worship. Now that can be like we're doing right now where we gather intentionally each week with our church family to express our love to God you know, with our songs, with our prayers, with our offerings, or submitting ourselves to God by, once again, our act of the will, whether it's with our church family on Sundays or... Uh, whether it's with your life group when you meet each week in a home, uh, maybe singing in, in, in our life group, we'll sing a song to God at the beginning and then we close with prayer times to God. Those are two elements of worship. That's worship in uh, our life group or whether it's in your daily quiet time, your daily time alone with God when you begin your day uh, expressing your love for God and you are resubmitting yourself to the will and the ways of God in your quiet time, those are acts of worship. Love God is worship. Second purpose is this we find. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's ministry. Any, now what is ministry? Anytime that you are expressing the love of Jesus by helping someone else with the love of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you're doing ministry. Whatever that is. You are, you are doing ministry or you are serving them with the love of Christ, in the name of Christ. And we find these two purposes, worship and ministry, in the great commandment. Third uh, overarching purpose 
that God has not only for our church, but He has for you as an individual follower of Jesus is evangelism. He said in the Great Commission, go and make disciples. Evangelism is making more disciples of Jesus. Evangelism is making uh, more Christ followers. Uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus with people is how we do this. And we find this purpose of sharing the gospel of Jesus, uh, this purpose of evangelism in the Great Commission. Fourth purpose God has for the church and for you as an individual follower of Jesus is uh, fellowship. We find in the Great Commission the phrase, baptize them. Let's think about baptism for just a second. Baptism is a symbol whereby we confess two things. That we have become a follower of Jesus Christ, but also that we, have been in, uh, we are entering the body of Christ as a member of Christ. It's a picture of fellowship. A symbol of fellowship, a symbol of belonging. I belong to Jesus and I belong uh, to His church. I belong to, we belong to each other. Uh, you see, the Christian life is not just a matter of believing, it's a matter of belonging. We belong to Christ, we belong to each other, meaning that we are responsible for each other, we're accountable to each other. We learn to go through life together in Christ. Life together in Christ. It's the uh, big fourth purpose. There is a fifth purpose that God has for a church and He also has for you and it is this, discipleship, spiritual growth. In the Great Commission, He wraps it up by saying, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. Uh, discipleship, what's a good definition of that, spiritual growth? Well, it means growing in our trust in Jesus and being conformed to the character of Jesus. Spiritual growth. If you're growing spiritually, that means you're getting to know Jesus better. The results being that you trust Him more and you begin to look more like Him. You begin to behave. You have the power. He turns you into the kind of person who naturally obeys the will and the ways of God because your heart's been transformed by by him. Now, we have been at Dogwood Church trying to understand and pursue these purposes for 30 years. Now, we're still at it. We're still at it. The more we look at it, the more we understand. Um, and we have, a, we have a plan. We have a process. We have a structure and a strategy to give proper, the proper balance to each of these five major purposes God's given the church and to teach you to do the same thing in your own life because God wants a healthy church for His glory and He wants a healthy spiritual Christ like you for His glory. And so um, it's important. this is why I keep saying it's important for you to understand these things, not only these things, but our process as a church, our ministry system as a church, so that you can fully engage and take full advantage of what God's doing here in our congregation. Another way to say why Dogwood Church exists, what we do and why we do it is this. Take a look on the screen. We worship Christ's presence. That's the purpose of worship. Number two, we serve Christ's love to other people. That's ministry. Number three, we share Christ's gospel. That's evangelism. Number four, we belong to Christ's family. That's fellowship. And number five, we grow Christ's people 
into Christ-likeness, that's discipleship. Now, our mission statement sums all this up. We exist to make more and better Christ followers who love God and love people. That's why we say that all the time. We get it from these two passages of Scripture. Here's a process statement that might help us. Um, Here's what we do. We bring people in to belong to Jesus and to membership in His family. We grow them up to Christ-like maturity. We train them to serve in the ministry of the church. Send them out on mission to share Christ in the world and live lives of worship. Now, that's God's plan for you. And He put our church here to be the, the engine to make that happen to ev- in everybody's life that our congregation touches as best we possibly can. So we bring them in, we train them up, uh, we grow them up, we train them to, and we send them out. That's what, that's what our church does. Now, so the question comes sometimes, well, Pastor, who do we do this to? Well, we act, there are actually six uh, identifiable groups of people that we are seeking to influence in our church. You could say six target groups. Uh, you'll see them on the screen here. In our, They're kind of a concentric circle of uh, groups. We're trying to move people from the outside to the inside. There's the, the community, there's the crowd, there's the congregation, there's the committed, the core, and the commissioned. Now, before you take this off the screen, guys, leave it up there. Let me define these. The community is made up of all the people who live in our area, um, Fayette, Coweta, and South Fulton counties, who are connected to no, have no meaningful connection to a local church family. And most of them are not connected to Jesus as well. The, um, the crowd is made up of people who have committed to be regular attendees at Dogwood Services. Now, that's all they've done. I'm just a regular attendee at Dogwood Services. The congregation are people who have completed Class 101, the Belong Seminar, and made the commitment to abide by the membership covenant and have become members of the congregation. The committed are those who have completed, the members of the congregation who have completed Class 201, the, uh, the Grow Seminar, and committed to abide by the spiritual growth covenant. Uh, the core are those who have completed class 301, uh, the Serve Seminar, and have committed to abide by the Serve in Ministry covenant and or are volunteering in ministry somewhere in our church already. The commissioned are those who have completed class 401, the Share Seminar, and have committed to abide by the Life on Mission covenant and, um, and are to live life on mission in the world. And they say, well, how many, how many people are we talking about? Well, here's the first one. Let's take a look at the community. Let's take a look, bring them up. The community, there are, best we can tell by um, uh, going to several agencies who study such things demographically, there are more than 100,000 uh, people who live in Fayette, Coweta and South Fulton counties who have no meaningful connection to any local church of any flavor and most of them say they are not followers of Christ. So more than 100,000 people, it's a bunch of people. Uh, How about the crowd? The regular attenders at Sunday services, we currently, as of this last week, 
there are 2,883 people who have said to us, I'm committing to be a regular attendee at Dogwood Services on the weekends. Um, how about the congregation? Uh, those who have already made the commitment to membership. 1,322 have completed the Belong Seminar and uh, uh, committed to abide by the member covenant. Uh, how about the, uh, the committed, those committed to spiritual growth? Completed Class 201, the Growth Seminar, and agreed to abide by the, live by the spiritual growth covenant. Uh, 920 people in our congregation have made that formal step. The core, the Dogwood core, who are, have completed the Serve Seminar and uh, committed to the Serve in Ministry covenant and, and or are volunteering in our church, uh, 109 people have completed the seminar. The uh, reason that's a smaller number is we just instituted this one about two and a half years ago. Uh, but there are 532 people identified who are currently volunteering in the ministry of Dogwood Church. And the, uh, the committed, I mean the uh, commissioned, uh, who've completed the share seminar and committed to abide by the Life on Mission covenant, uh, 634 people who and that we have officially kind of laid our hands on and said, share the gospel where you live, work, and, uh, and play. Now, I show you this to show you that there is a plan uh, that we, God has helped us set for these things, and we are, uh, we're trying to move people from the outside in the community all the way into the commissioned and send them back out into the community to minister to the community. This is what we, so that we can bring them in, grow them up, train them to send them out over and over and uh, and and over. And so the re, the way that we know how many people are in each one of these groups is we are trying to disciple you on purpose, by purpose, the purposes of God. All of these represent. The purposes of God. So what we did was we created what we call the Dogwood Journey life development process as the as the foundational level of the life development or spiritual life development or discipleship. It's the we, we dug it's the footings. We dug the footings, we poured the foundation here of our ministry process, and we call it the Dogwood Journey Life Development. Uh, process of spiritual growth, and it is the first four steps, basic steps of discipleship in life in Christ here uh, at Dogwood Church. Let me see your eyes a second. We want every one of you to have this experience, all four of these experiences. We believe them, we believe God has led us to implement this. We believe it's good for you. It is, a, it is not the way, only way to grow in Christ, but it is an effective way we've discovered to help people get going and experience, understand and experience these five big purposes that God has for your life as a Christ follower, as a human being in Christ, as well as for, for our church. Let's take a look at it. We got it on the screen. We, we, we've developed it along the lines of a baseball diamond. Now, you won't find the baseball diamond in the Bible, even though some of you baseball fans think it might be there. It's not there, but it's, a, it's an illustration to help us uh, 
Think of spiritual movement around the bases. Now, here, here's, here's how you start. First baseline is knowing Christ, affirming that you come to know Christ and you understand His church. And so you take Class 101, the Belong Seminar. There we explain what the church is, why we, what we believe, how we behave, how we go about it, what the responsibilities of Christians in, in a church uh, are, are to be. And you have the opportunity to make the commitment to membership by agreeing to abide by the member covenant. That commitment is first base, committed to membership. Then you are eligible to uh, take class 201, the growth seminar. Uh, second baseline is growing in Christ. And we teach you the basics of spiritual maturity and give you the opportunity to commit to the spiritual growth covenant, which is a commitment at second base. Then you're eligible to take class 301. Third baseline is serving Christ in ministry in the church. Class 301 teaches you how you are shaped by God to do, the, do so uh, fruitfully and strategically. And you have the opportunity to commit uh, to the serve in ministry covenant. That takes you to third base. That's a commitment. Uh, the fourth baseline, home baseline, is sharing Christ. And uh, this is this, then you have the opportunity to take class 401, the share seminar, which is all about uh, how to spend the rest of your life sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with people out in the community where you live, where you work, where you play. And uh, have, you have the opportunity to make the commitment to um, pursue and live by the life on mission uh, covenant. Now, uh, th this is the... This is just what we've discovered. It's a great way uh, to do it. Each class is about two and a half to three hours long. We teach it in one session. And the classes uh, systematically move you uh, through a, a discipleship life development process and teach the purposes of God for the church and for you as an individual uh, for your own, own life. Now... We, um, uh, we've not always been clear about this. We've discovered, you know, if you, take them in, if you took them in another order, you didn't disobey God or anything. It's just we were unclear. We, we've discovered that this order seems to be used by God in, in an optimal way to help people in our church family develop. You may have, you may have not hit the bases all in the right order. When I was in high school, I had a well, lifelong friend, boyhood friend uh, named Johnny. He was one of the best baseball players on our, in our school. He played third base. He had a cannon for an arm. You know, he could just knock the first baseman off, off the bag with the, uh, with the ball almost every time he, he threw it. He was a little bit of a risk taker and a, somewhat of a loose cannon at times. Uh, spring of my senior year, we were playing our cross-county rival, uh, big game and a lot of people at the game and it's the bottom of the ninth inning we're behind by one run and uh, Johnny is on first base he's the tying run on first base uh, I think there was one out so we you know it wasn't a we, we had a little way to go but there was a lot at risk and everybody's intense and everybody's you know uh, focused on what's happening the next guy up hit a line drive right down the right field line over the first baseman's head. And I mean, it's rolling toward the fence. Everybody's up. Everybody's screaming. They're looking at the right fielder chasing the ball. He threw the ball in when it's all said and done. 
Johnny's on safe on third base. Next batter gets up, and finally one, somebody's coach starts yelling, stops. Come to find out, in all the excitement of everybody looking toward right field, Johnny went directly from first base right behind the pitcher's mound to third base. He just thought, nobody's looking. I'm going. He just... <laughs> He was that kind of guy, Jay. He just that kind of guy. He never knew what he's going to do. He almost pulled it off. He almost pulled it off. But we didn't get credit for that. You know, they didn't get credit for that. You have to touch the bases. You know, we've discovered that our church gets no credit for people left on base. And so, um, uh, and so we want you to complete the process. Um, we can't, we don't see these as a finish line. We see them as a starting line or understanding and then living out each of the purposes that God has for our lives. We can't teach everyone everything they need to know about membership in God's family or spiritual maturity or ministry in the church or living life on mission in the world in just two and a half to three hours. Not, not even close. What we can do, what we see these as, is as an orientation to teach you from the Scriptures, give you the perspective of, oh, here's God's purpose Here's a way to begin living it out and to make a commitment then to spend the rest of your life pursuing the will and the ways of God as revealed in the Scriptures according to these purposes. And then our church has part of its purpose to help you continue growing in your understanding of these purposes of God and practically growing in your ability to live them out. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Let me illustrate it this way. Uh, almost... 44 years ago, I, uh, on a, about 7 o'clock on a Saturday evening, I stood before our home church and said two words that changed the course of my existence. You want to guess what those words were? I do. Those were the words. Those were the words. Now, I didn't understand everything I needed to know about marriage. You think? At that time? I didn't understand everything I needed to know about being a husband to my wife, Allison. I didn't, even, I didn't even know everything about her. I thought I did, but I didn't. I didn't. You know, she didn't know everything. We have spent now almost 43 years growing in that commitment, in that marriage commitment, that covenant we made with each other and with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, learning to, to live that out and, uh, and, uh, and grow in it and flourish in it, and enjoy it, and the blessings, how God shaped us. You grow in marriage as long as you both shall live. That's why that's in those, those Christian vows, for as long as we both shall live. And so, it's kind of what happens in these base classes. You make a commitment, and we as a church help you spend the rest of your life growing in your understanding of of living out these commitments to belong to Jesus and His church, to grow spiritually into His likeness, to serve in His ministry in the church for His glory and the good of people, and to live life on mission in the world, spreading the gospel, spreading the gospel. And so we want to do that. So you might be asking, well, Keith, how do I get in on this process? Well, here, here's what you do. Once again, I've already done this this year, but I'm going to ask you to assess uh, can we find that? Um, can we find that graphic of the life development process, the baseball diamond? Is it possible to back up and get that on the screen? 
If not, that's okay. I'm going to start talking about it. Assess where you are on the bases. Where are you on the bases? Have you? Let's look at first base. Have you completed, have you made the run down first base and made the commitment to membership? Have you completed the Belong Seminar and made the, the, the intentional commitment to live according to the membership covenant in the church, in Dogwood Church? If not, that's your next step. Next Sunday morning, May 7th, um, 9.15 in our church offices, we're offering the Belong Seminar again. Sign up using your welcome card and come to the seminar. Uh, if you've done that, have you made the run down second base? Have you completed the growth seminar? Yes or no? And have you committed to the, the spiritual growth covenant? If so, if not, sign up for the next growth seminar. Uh, it, have you completed class 301? Serve seminar, yes or no? This morning, we're all, the, the people are completing uh, that we were offering the grow and the serve seminar was happening this morning. We do them about each about every other month in some special times. Um, if not, then then sign up for the serve seminar. Have you are you at third base? Have you completed the class four hundred one the share seminar and uh, committed to live life on on mission? Well, then maybe that's your next step. Again, some of you've been here so long that maybe you need a refresher. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Would you make your run around the bases by the end of December of this year? Would you? Would you do that? Would you do that? Let's do that. Let's do that. And, and for some of us who did this, made, did this a long time ago, it's a great idea. Why don't you audit the things again? You know, get a refresher. I've found... Um, I'm in, I'm in a, a spiritual growth uh, group with some guys. I'm, I see Brian's in here, some of the other guys in my group, and we're reading a book a month for nine, uh, for nine months. Most of these books I'd already read. And man, but am I getting a ton out of reading them again. Oh! One of them I'd already read five times. It was my sixth time. Oh, there's Larry. He's in the group. And Larry, same thing. You'd read some of these books. Reading them again. So, some, and and uh, until we started teaching these seminars mainly on Sunday mornings, I, I always taught most of them. And I would find, so over these 30 years, I've lost count the number of times I've taught all four of these seminars. Every time, sometimes every month, I would be teaching these things. And every time I'd go, oh yeah, I needed to hear. Oh yes, I needed to hear that. You old timers, why don't you go? Why don't you take another run around the bases? And uh, by the end of the year, because he, here's what we'll do: we'll go. Oh, oh yes, oh, oh yes, I remember. You'll help us stay focused on what God wants us to be and do as a church for His glory and the good of people. Pray with me. Why don't you pray and just say, yes, Lord. I'll work my way around the bases. I'll do it by the end of the year. I'll do it for your glory and for my own good. 
Kelly. So, Lord, thank you that you've made a way. You've made a way to build our lives, to redeem us, to redeem us and turn us into your original vision for human beings, to the fullness of human beings in Christ. And that you would turn us us into the, the fullness of a local congregation that you intended a church to be for your glory and the good of this world. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Dogwood Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message. For more information and other sermons, visit dogwood.church. If you'd like to give to Dogwood Church, you can use your smartphone and text keyword dogwood to 779-77 or click the Give link online. You can now download the Dogwood Church app for Apple and Android devices for podcast, video, and more.